Let's pray at this time that uh, the Lord would speak to our hearts, that we will pay attention, that we would not be distracted, that we would allow the word to deeply sink into our hearts and conform us to the likeness of Christ. That's the goal of God in declaring the word so that we would become obedient disciples of the Lord Jesus. Let's all seek the Lord at this time so that uh, he would minister to our hearts. Heavenly Father, we stand before you in the name of your son Jesus who died for us and rose from the dead, who gave us the opportunity to approach the throne of grace with boldness because we have been made children by the atoning work of Christ on the cross. And we pray this morning that you speak to our hearts as we listen to your message. And may we pay attention to what you are speaking to us from the word. And may we allow your word to convict us and to transform us. Because there are many things that are there in our hearts that should come out. And we need to change in many areas. And we pray that you please do come and minister to our hearts and revive our souls this morning. Help us to store your word in our hearts and reflect on your word. And we pray that may we all become obedient disciples of the Lord Jesus as a result of listening to your message. Because even the devil listens. Even the devil knows that there is one God and shudders. But we are not like the devil. We are your children. And the significant difference is that we are obedient people. And we want to submit to the authority of your word. And we pray that your word take complete control over us at this time. Oh, we welcome the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we offer this prayer. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Please be seated. Where do you look for love? Where do you look for love? This is also a very important factor in finding sufficiency in God. We not only look to the world about where we build our worth and identity... The problem is also about where we look for love. I don't think so that there is a single person sitting on the chairs here who can say, I don't need love. I don't seek love. I'm not longing for love in my life. Every person, even me, we all long to be loved. We seek love in our lives. And you know why we seek love? It all begins not with who we are. It begins with who God is. Because God himself is love. We see that twice in 1 John chapter 4 saying, declaring that God is love. And not only that God is love, not only that God's nature is love, we need to also understand a very important significant factor that God has created us with the desire to seek love and to be loved. The desire to seek love, the longing to be loved and find satisfaction is created by God himself. He is love and he is the creator who created in us the desire to be loved. But the question is, where do we seek love? Whose love do we long for? Whose love really satisfies us and makes us sufficient? The problem again, if you go to Jeremiah chapter 2.13 that I was mentioning the last Sunday, that we often look to where? We look to the broken systems that we have dug in our lives rather than to the fountain 
of the living waters what are the broken systems what are the broken systems we look for love the very first thing that we look for love in the broken systems especially if you are married is your spouse spouse is one person that people eagerly long to be loved by them and let me tell you honestly it is the observation that is made that women seek more love from their spouse than men seek love from their spouse you know what men seek more than love men want respect but women want love and i am telling you my dear sisters if you are seeking that my husband will love me satisfactorily you would be one of the most disappointed persons on the face of the earth if you get married so that i would get complete absolute love from my husband you would be disappointed in your marriage this doesn't mean that husbands gets an excuse don't look to me for love look to christ for love don't be so crooked in your thinking you know because the bible itself commands the husbands to love your wife as christ loved the church so we are bound to love our wives not to escape from that but women sisters especially to should seek their sufficiency not in husbands you know there is a scripture that as far as i know almost no woman until i share it they'll get surprised actually my goodness is the scriptures is it there in the scripture and even many men don't know this you know what is the scripture please turn with me to proverbs chapter 30 proverbs chapter 30 verse 21 to 23 now listen carefully what a wonderful scripture that speaks about the reality proverbs chapter 30 and i'm reading from verse 21 follow me carefully under three things the earth trembles do you understand the earth trembles in a words earthquake comes under four it cannot bear up it cannot bear these four things earthquake comes because of these four things what are they the first a slave when he becomes king the earth cannot endure second and a fool when he is filled with food third an unloved woman when she gets a husband and fourth and a maid servant when she displaces her mistress but my point is this why does the bible says that the earth cannot bear earthquake comes when an unloved woman gets married to a husband why because she will eat him up devour him to find the satisfaction of love which he cannot give her and one thing we need to understand a lot of us why we get married now you do understand that the primary reason why men get married is for pleasure but the primary reason why women get married is for love and the bible says that an unloved woman the earth itself gets shaken when she gets married because her husband never can love her satisfactorily he is a broken system don't look to him not only the husbands what do we see we see that a lot of people not even that especially let me tell you that especially in the families when there is no husband or if they are not or if they are uh, uh, not only husbands or if the husbands who are there are not loving actually you know where women seek their worth most importantly 
in children children should love me children should take care of me and even children seeking love for parents but let me tell you people these are the broken systems friends oh we build friendship why because we want to be loved we want to be loved believers even in the church why do we become part of the church why do we live as believers in the church we always look for is there someone who can love me we want to be loved in the family among friends and even in the church now this is what we need to understand people although we look for love in all these things what we need to understand is that these themselves are looking for love the spouse is looking for love the friends are looking for love the believers are looking for love even parents children are looking for love you know what i say demanding love from people is like one beggar robbing another beggar for food demanding love from people is like one beggar robbing from another beggar for food can you get something if you rob a beggar nothing nothing they are broken systems you know what is the result of it people when you look for love in broken systems you know what is the result of it disappointment dissatisfaction that is one of the major reasons why many people today in the churches are dissatisfied they claim to believe in god but they don't find satisfaction in god because they look for love in broken systems not in the fountain of living waters and who is the fountain of living waters it is god and what is the result of you seeking to be loved in god you know what is that joy you will find satisfaction you will find sufficiency now listen to this carefully people what i'm saying the one who gave you the desire to be loved the one who gave you the desire to be loved he alone can fulfill and satisfy the desire to be loved who gave you the desire to be loved god the one who gave you the desire to be loved he alone can satisfy and fulfill the desire to be loved no one no one no one can satisfy your longing for love because all of us are looking for that but not in the broken systems that you will find paul david trip asks a very good question what he asks is this are you asking flawed people weak people erroneous people to provide you for what only the creator can provide whom are you seeking are you seeking to the flawed people selfish people who are always thinking about themselves you are seeking to be loved by them did you ever see that there is no satisfaction in that there is no satisfaction everyone is seeking to be loved don't seek them i'll ask you a question people show me one scripture from genesis to revelation which tells you that seek love from people one scripture from genesis to revelation which tells you to seek love from people i have been reading the bible for more than two decades i haven't found a single scripture but there are plenty of scripture that encourages you how much god loves you how god lavishes his love for you hundreds and hundreds of scriptures 
you can find about how much god loves his people not a single scripture encourages us to seek love from people but again here is my question what assures you of god's love for you what assures you of god's love for you now here is a very important point that i'm making there are people who look to god for love but they but their basis and foundation is not biblical again this is a problem what assures you that god really loves you is my question and here is a point that i'm making what assures you of god's love for you becomes the reason for you to feel his rejection now you may be a little confused hold on there i'll clarify what assures you of god's love for you the same thing that assures you of god's love for you becomes the reason for you to feel his rejection for example if my assurance of god's love for me is my answered prayers oh when i pray god answers my prayers you know some people with the great excitement they tell that oh god loves me so much brother sister you know when i pray my prayers are answered now i'm really glad that god answers our prayers but i'm ex- but i'm scared when i look at those testimonies which says that oh i i feel god's love for me because of his answers prayer answered prayers you know why because god doesn't always answer prayers if that becomes a basis for you that god loves me when your prayers are not answered what would happen you will feel rejected god doesn't love me because my prayers are not answered what about fulfilled dreams and expectations if your expectations are fulfilled wow you will come and share testimony you see in the churches today actually most of the loving testimonies grand testimonies that people give in the churches today are all about these kind of things you know I had a dream i had a dream to become something and i was longing for that the day came the dream was fulfilled and the expectation is fulfilled because god has become a genie for them who always fulfills their desires and dreams and when the dreams are not fulfilled what would happen god doesn't love me because my dreams are not fulfilled material blessings you pray for a material blessing you get it wow god loves me and if you don't get material blessing god doesn't love me give me manna manna is evidence of god's love when you don't get manna you grumble give me meat if you don't get meat you grumble what about many of us believe this now listen to this have you heard the testimony that uh, whenever something danger happens and uh, you tell what is the testimony you go by god's grace i didn't fall sick as if those who are falling sick have no grace at all we think that one of the great assurances of god's love for us is that deliverance from accidents sickness and injury and whenever you are delivered from accident god loves me whenever you are delivered from injury god loves me whenever you are delivered from sickness god loves me but what if accidents do happen sickness do come injury does happen do we still say that god loves me what is the basis of your assurance that god loves you oh some people think that the basis of assurance is that a peaceful life with no problems at all that is the grand evidence that god loves me brother i don't have so many problems you know why because god loves me so much i don't think so god loves you if you have no problems because god afflicts those whom he loves so much 
Because God's goal is not for your comforts. It's for our maturity. People's approval. This is a big basis, you know. If elders of the church approve you, oh, that's an evidence that God loves you. Or other people appreciate you, that's an evidence of God's love for you. And let me tell you that, people, if people's approval of you is the basis of God's love for you, when people reject you, criticize you, show their real nature towards you, you feel that God doesn't love me. That's why I encourage you that it's not only enough for us to seek God for love, but what is the basis that you feel loved by God? Now let me tell you that. Do you know what is the unshakable foundation? Unshakable foundation that proves never changes, never gets shaken. That shows that God really loves us. 1 John chapter 4 verse 9 to 10. 1 John chapter 4 verse 9 to 10. Please open your Bibles. See these people. All those who are longing to be loved, disappointed that you don't feel loved, dwell on this scripture. This is a grand, unshakable basis of God's love. And I'm, I'm not saying that whatever I've said before is not the assurance. Yeah, to some extent. But that's not the ultimate expression. That's not the unshakable foundation and assurance. This is the unshakable assurance and basis of God's love for his children. You know what is that? Now this is what it says, 1 John chapter 4 from verses 9 to 10. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world. In this people, not anywhere, not in other assurances, not in your job, not in people's approval, not in material blessings, not in your family. In this, what is this? The love of God was made manifest and this is that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. John doesn't leave there. He continues. In this is love. Again he reminds. In this his love. In other translation it says here in his love. If you want to see what love is, here it is. Nowhere in the world you will find the absolute expression of the love than here. What is that? In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. This is the absolute, unshakable, never failing, never ending love of God manifested towards us and that is the gospel of the Lord Jesus that is the cross of Christ Jesus that he loved sinners who don't deserve to be loved those who deserve his wrath punishment God sent his son so that he suffered on their behalf he took their sins upon him and he laid his life for them and died on the cross and rose from the dead John says that in this you find love you don't find this in your girlfriend. You don't find this in your boyfriend. You don't find this in your wife. You don't find this in your husband. You don't find this in your friends. You don't find this in your relatives. You don't find this in your pastors. You don't find this in the believers. You don't find this anywhere in the world. Only one place for you to look to where you would be fully satisfied that this is love and that is the cross of 
the Lord Jesus Christ. Nowhere. Nowhere. I love what Charles Spurgeon says. Hear what Spurgeon says. Charles Spurgeon. The great prince of preachers. He says here. By nature we had no love to God. We were his enemies. We loved sin. And we had ruined ourselves by it. But God took out of his own bosom. The only sunny hand. That he might make reconciliation for us. And put, a, put away our sin. Now listen carefully. I put that in bold letters in my notes. Here in love. Says the apostle, as though you could find it nowhere else, as it is here. Here in love, says the apostle, as though you could find it nowhere else, as it is here. Here is the height and depth of love immeasurable. Here is love summed up. Here is love's climax. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Do you look to the gospel and feel satisfied that you are loved by God people? If not, I'm telling you that you will live a pathetic Christian life in this world. Always looking for something to be loved. Always thinking that, oh, this is a sand on which I can build my satisfaction of love. These are the broken systems. No, broken systems that cannot hold water, that cannot hold love, can never satisfy you with love. Only, only God manifested through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the books actually that made a great, great impact in the 21st century, which has been sold in millions in millions and got translated in 47 languages is the book written by Henry Blackaby, Experiencing God. And he did not just write it out of a blue moon that, uh, oh, God loves me and his life was very cozy and everything was going well and he wrote this book. No, he was a man of afflictions. But you know one thing that I deeply appreciate this man is this. And this is one instant that shows that where he could find his satisfaction in the love of God. Now listen carefully and uh, this should speak something to our hearts. When we go through our own difficulties, not a single person I believe here that you are not having any difficulties. And some people who think that I have no difficulties now, don't think that now is forever. <laughs> difficulties always come with a great surprise. When you don't expect it, that's when you face it. So it's always important for us to be assured of the love of God. Now listen carefully what it is written about Henry Blackaby. When his only daughter Carrie was 16 years old, she was afflicted with cancer. Do you imagine what it means and experience the pain of being a parent when your child at the age of 16, at the peak of her teenage, suffering from cancer? She went through the pain of chemotherapy and radiation. In his agony, Blackaby prayed to God. Now listen to this prayer and examine. Is this what you pray, I pray, when we go through failures, difficulties and pain? What he prayed? Father, don't ever let me look at circumstances and question your love for me. Father, don't ever let me look at circumstances and question your love for me. 
Your love for me was settled on the cross. That has never changed and will never change for me. Wow. In the midst of his daughter suffering from cancer, going every day looking at the daughter, going through pain and side effects of chemotherapy, is this what someone can pray? Father, never let me question your love for me based on situations. Your love for me is already settled. And cross of Christ is an unshakable foundation, basis, assurance that your love for me is abounding. Never, never failing. And you know, then he made a resolution. Now listen to this, what he said. No matter what the circumstances, which means, now my daughter has got the cancer, if my wife is killed in an accident, if I lose my job, if I lose money, if all the world hates me, no matter what the circumstances, I would never look at those circumstances except against the backdrop of the cross. In the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God forever convinced me that he loved me. It is not in the job. Although to some extent, it's not in your marriage, it's not in material prosperity, it's not in people's approval. People listen to this carefully. In the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God forever convinced me that he loved me. The cross, the death of Jesus Christ and, uh, and his resurrection are God's final, total and complete expression that he loves us. Listen carefully people. God could not love you more than the cross he offered before us. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God could not love you more than the love that he manifested on the cross, than the love that he shed for us by sending his son to die for us and rose from the dead. But let me tell you people, no excitement in believers today when they listen to the gospel. I'm asking you this question. As you listen to this, is there any excitement in your emotions? I'm telling you that I've been listening for a long time. No, no excitement. Dead, numb to the gospel. Because apart from the gospel, we are looking elsewhere for the love. What sustains me every day is this people. That God loves me immensely. And that love was manifested on the cross. God could not love me more than the cross he offered for my sins. It's not the job. It's not the money. It's not people's approval. It's not health. It's not anything else. It is the cross that is my unshakable foundation. Your unshakable foundation that God loves us. Nothing else people. Nothing else. As I close this, let me tell you. Don't judge God's love for you people, based on people's acceptance. Self-approval. You know self-approval means? There are people who cannot be convinced that God loves them because their feelings don't agree with that. Who are you to decide how much God loves you? Is your feeling decide for you? Are your thoughts decide for you? Does your condemnation, self-accusation that decide for you how much God loves you? You are not the authority to decide how much God loves you. It is God who decided and he gave the evidence in the gospel. How much he loves us. And gave his life for us. Don't judge God's love for you based on people's acceptance, self-approval and comfortable circumstances. No. Behold the cross of Christ to know God's marvelous and infinite love for you. 
Now let me tell you that this doesn't mean that God's love is not manifested in people and situations. Am I saying that? God's love can be seen sometimes in husbands and wives. God's love can be seen sometimes in parents and children. God's love can be seen sometimes in elders and believers. God's love can be seen sometimes in friends. But here is my caution. Here is my caution. The love that we experience in people and in receiving earthly providence is only a glimpse of his love. Are you understanding? The love that we see in people, the love that you see in God providing you earthly providence, that is only a glimpse of his love. The cross of Christ is the absolute reflection of God's love. The, the, the cross of Christ is the absolute perfect, perfect reflection of God's love. Whatever you see in people and in other things, it is only a glimpse. Very, very little, my dear people. A life that seeks sufficiency in God finds its satisfaction in the love of God. A life that seeks sufficiency in God finds satisfaction in the love of God. People listen to this. When God so loves us, you know that is what Bible speaks about. I love the expression. You know what? It doesn't say that God loves us. You know what does it say? Do you understand? If you understand the grammar, you should appreciate what the Bible says in John 3.16. God so, he could not love you more than this. That's what it means. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now listen carefully. When God so loves us, to look for love elsewhere is like a prince wandering on the streets to find shelter. What do you talk to a prince who is wandering on the streets to find shelter? What do you tell? Man, do you know who your father is? Your father is a king. He lives in mansions. What are you doing on the streets? Begging. What are you doing on the streets for shelter? What are you doing among your relationships looking for love here and there when God so loves you? God so loves you. God so cares for you. God so manifested his love for you on the cross. Where else do you look for love? Don't be a beggar when you are a prince. Don't beg for love. You don't need to beg for love from anyone, people. It's an insult on the face of the heavenly father who so loved you. Why do you beg for love from your husband and wife? Love me, love me, love me. Beg for believers, beg from friends. No, you're not a pauper. You're not impoverished. You are nothing. It's not like you are nothing. No, God so loved you. No one can love you more than this. Don't beg for love. Give love because you're abundantly loved by God. Don't beg for love, but give love because you are immensely loved by God. You know what is one of the confessions that I have learned to make almost every day in my life? You know what is that? Every day I want to make that confession. You know what is that? I'm immensely loved by God. People say this to yourself. Every day. Confess it loudly. God loves me so much. God cares for me very much. 
God's love is great towards me. I am no ordinary person. God loved a sinner like me and he sent his Jesus son to die for my sins. He made me his child. He made me his chosen one. He made me his redeemed one. He made me the heir of his kingdom. He made me a man in whom the Holy Spirit dwells. I am not nothing. I am a precious child of God. Confess it every day. You will see how it reflects in your lifestyle. And as a pastor living for more than 20 years, and let me tell you that this is what encourages me when I confess every day, Stephen, God loves you. Stand before the mirror. Look at yourself. Think about the cross and say that, man, Stephen, you are no nothing. You are a person loved by God immensely and cross of Christ testifies that you don't need anyone's approval. You don't need to become something in order to prove that you are something. No. God's love is all sufficient for us. You don't have to do anything to earn his love. It is freely given. Freely given. Freely given in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, forgive us, Lord, for looking to broken systems which cannot hold love. Those are leaky systems. Why do we look to that broken systems when we have the fountain of living waters who said to us, anyone who is thirsty, come to me. And I will satisfy him. Heavenly Father, forgive us, O Lord, for not looking to you to be satisfied in the longing that we have to be loved. Oh, we will be joyful even if the whole world rejects us, even if we lose everything, because the love of God in our lives is secure, is secure. And the cross is an evidence of it. Oh, may we say to ourselves every day, may we be reminded of the gospel, may we focus on the cross, not look anywhere, O oh Lord. Even if we look, if we get it, still it doesn't satisfy us. How many of us longed to be married? Now got married. Are we satisfied? No. How many of us longed to have children? Got children. Was there satisfaction? No. How many of us longed for jobs? We got it. Is a satisfaction? No. How many of you longed us for some material things in our lives? We got it. Is a satisfaction? No. Our heart craves for more and more and more. But there is satisfaction when we look to you to be loved. And the gospel and the cross of Christ is an unfailing, unending, abounding, infinite immense, incomparable evidence of your love for us and we bow before you this morning. We fall at your feet and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for loving wretched sinners doomed to eternal destruction that you loved us and laid your life for us, shed your blood for us, took the insult, took mockery, took floggings, took pain, took suffering upon yourself and you died. You died. You died on the cross being abandoned by the Father and you called and you cried out, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You were forsaken because of the love of God for us. Who can love us like this, O Lord Jesus? Nobody can love us. No world has any love 
the love that god gives in the gospel in the cross in the lord jesus christ help us not to beg from the world beg from people for love may we find our satisfaction in the love of god and give that love to others because we are the children of the king of kings children of the most high god children of the prince of peace children of the maker of the heavens and the earth there is no greater than the person god who created the sun the moon and the stars who created the birds in the air who created the animals that walk on the ground who created the creatures that swim in the sea who created everything and we are the children of that most high god who so loved us and gave his only begotten son for us is there anything else that could show how much you love us than the love that you satisfy us in the gospel in the cross of the lord jesus christ how foolish are we how foolish are we maybe you are telling to us the lord my dear child how foolish are you Why do you look to broken cisterns that cannot hold water your heart is longing don't look to broken cisterns look unto me i am the fountain of love i am the fountain of infinite love i show love to you in such a way that the world your family your friends your colleagues nothing can offer the love that god offers and the cross is an evidence of it heavenly father thank you so much that you loved us I am loved by God. Say that to yourself people. Say that I am loved by God. God loves me. Yeah, you may think oh that sin, that sin is there. How can you say that? Yes, still God loves you because he paid the price for your sin on the cross. There is no sin that drops you from the love of God because Jesus had paid the price for every sin. Jesus loves us. Thank you heavenly Father for the love for the love make us loving people who give love and not beg love from others make us givers of love because of our hearts find sufficiency in the love of god thank you once again in jesus name amen amen Thank you for listening to the message. We believe you have been greatly encouraged in your heart. Stephen David also writes articles that are relevant to today's generation. You may read them on his blog www.messageforourage.blogspot.com. I repeat www.messageforourage.blogspot.com. You may also email him at cstephendavid at gmail.com. I repeat, c-s-t-e-p-h-e-n-d-a-v-i-d at g-m-a-i-l dot c-o-m. Grace and peace be to you.